0: following program is paid programming the fees expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants and nowhere reflect those of the ownership staff or advertisers of wnri
1: welcome to Shat chat the people's sports talk radio show on wnri with your host bradley shatraw
2: And we are back with the Chat Chat Radio Show here on WNRI. Over the weekend, man, those were some fun games to watch. Every single one of them coming down to the very last minute. We saw three away kickers send the home teams home in the playoffs I mean, what a weekend. There were some definitely some surprises, definitely some things to get into. I mean, all four games have a really interesting storyline, have some really interesting things to touch on. But today I want to start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Because the Buccaneers ended up losing 30 to 27 on a last second field goal by the Rams kicker. But a wild comeback ensued in that game. As the Buccaneers were down 27-3, to and really the offense couldn't get much going, Uh, Brady didn't look great, the defense was really not playing well. I mean, L.A. was getting where they wanted, when they wanted, and just all of a sudden, that game was a one-possession game, a, a game down to the finish with the snap of a finger. I mean, it was really a wild ride to watch, but it showed us that Tom Brady cannot... Continue or or still make something out of nothing, and I don't want to make that sound like I'm calling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster nothing or, or the weapons that he had nothing. But I mean, we saw this kind of similar in 2019, and that was why he went to Tampa. I mean, he needs weapons, and he needs a lot of them, and he can't necessarily just make up for certain lost weapons heading into the playoffs. I mean, you think about the fact that they lost Chris Godwin, one of his favorite targets, probably his favorite target. They lost Antonio Brown on their way to the playoffs. That was another guy that could have walked right into being his favorite target because of the rapport those two guys have together. They enjoy playing with each other, at least so we thought. And while they still had Mike Evans and, and Rob Gronkowski and Leonard Fournette, Here's the thing. I mean, Gronk's older now. He's not going to dominate double coverage anymore, and that's what the Rams were giving him. They were locked in on not allowing Rob Gronkowski to beat them, and I don't blame them because, listen, that would have been – Kind of Brady's comfort zone, allowing him to be able to find Rob Gronkowski when he wanted to and allowing him to move the chains, allowing them to develop, uh, you know, something good going during that game would have been a bad recipe for the Rams. So it makes sense as to why they do that. But Gronk is getting older. He's not in you know, the midst of his prime anymore. So he's not going to go out there and dominate double coverage. And then Leonard Bournette was good, but I mean, he's coming fresh off an injury. He hasn't played in a little while here. And to come right back into the swing of things in a game of such magnitude, it was a lot to ask of him to have a big game and take over in a sense. And then Mike Evans, I mean, he was good and he had a big play against Jalen Ramsey, but after him, That wide receiver core really starts to drop off because of the fact that they lost guys like Chris Godwin and a guy like Antonio Brown. I would have liked to see some more usage of Scotty Miller. I thought they could have picked their spots a little bit better and tried to get him the ball a little bit because he is a guy that relishes in the moment. And he's had some big plays in big games. So I would have liked to see him get involved a little bit more. But at the end of the day... The Rams are just so explosive, and the Buccaneers didn't have the roster that matched up with theirs. I mean, fully healthy? Probably. But with some of the guys that they lost heading into this game, Brady right now just cannot make up for that anymore like he used to. And I think that's one of the main reasons he ended up going to Tampa Bay was the situation in New England, it's not comparable to what he had this year but it is kind of showing that once the weapons start to downgrade once it's not necessarily his ideal roster he just he can't make he can't make it happen like he used to Now, I mean, you look at the Rams, like I said, they are just so explosive. I mean, Odo Beckham Jr., Cooper Cup, defensively, they can really bring the pressure when you have guys like Aaron Donald and Von Miller on that defensive line. You go into the secondary, obviously one of the better corners of our generation, Jalen Ramsey's back there. So the Rams, I mean, they are just stacked up. And when you look at what transpired in the game, with that pressure that the Rams were able to bring, it was really just a story of Tom Brady having little time mixed with little separation. It's not like his wide receivers were out there creating big separation and he was missing them. That was not the case. I mean, when, when Mike Evans did create separation, we saw Tom Brady hit him with a great pass. But at the end of the day, for the most part, little time mixed with little separation, and Brady could not come overcome that. Maybe five years ago, but not now. Now, I do have to say this, though. The whole retirement talk, I don't buy it. And I don't buy it one bit. Tom Brady led quarterbacks in the NFL this year in almost every statistical category. The Bucs still have a Super Bowl caliber roster. And while it's going to take some savvy moves here with keeping some of these guys around. Guys like Ndamukong Sue and uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, they're going into free agency. Uh, You've got a decision to make on Chris Godwin with the injury that transpired there. Gronk's going to be a free agent, but I mean, I'm not really worried about that because he'll find a way back onto this roster if he wants to continue playing football, which I think he does. So like I said, I mean, that's still a Super Bowl caliber roster. If he didn't have If he didn't leave last year, if he didn't retire last year on a win, what makes you think he's going to retire this year on a loss? I just don't see it. Now, at the end of that game, that was just sheer craziness. I mean, tell me not. The amount of turnovers in a short period of time was insane. The amount of things that had to go right for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to even find their way back into that game, to be there tied in the end, was sheer insanity. And Brady cashed in on all of the mistakes by the Rams. Maybe, I, I think he didn't cash in on one, but for the most part, he made them pay when they made those mistakes because against a guy like that, you, you got to expect to pay for the mistakes you make because he's going to execute. But then, I do not know what happened on that last drive with Cooper Cup. Now, if it was Odell Beckham Jr., I could have sat up here and said, you know what? Well, at least they didn't let the best guy, the most dangerous guy on the field beat them. Because as good as OBJ is, he is not as dangerous of a player at this point in his career as Cooper Cup is. What Cooper Cup has done this season is unbelievable. What he's... The, the, amount of times he's come through for the rams the consistency i mean he has had one heck of a year so for him to be left as open as he was on that last drive with all the momentum in tampa's favor with the crowd back into it with every sign pointing to somehow some way brady was gonna find a way his defense let him down in the end i mean in the end the better roster won and that brings me to another point. The Rams went all in. This offseason, during the season, they went all in on making their roster as good as it could ever be, at least right now. I mean, they were already stacked. They had a first-round quarterback, a guy they'd went all in on, a guy they'd made it to the Super Bowl before, and they gave up picks, and I mean, a lot, a, a, a valuable amount of picks. For Matt Stafford, they still went and traded for Von Miller, signed OBJ. I mean, they were all in on this season, and so far it's worked out. They're in the NFC Championship game. They just beat the defending champions. They dodged Aaron Rodgers. They're now going to get the seventh seed in the 49ers. All things are pointing to the Super Bowl for the Rams. And seriously, I've got to tip my cap to Sean McVay. Because he and the front office over there went all in, and it looks like it should pay off. (laughs) If you live in North Smithfield, Woonsocket, or Barville and need a landscaper for this summer, Nick Dybala and 3D Lawn Care can take care of all your needs. 3D is known for their quality lawn care and specializes in hardscaping work as well. Call Nick to schedule a quote at 401-692-1631. Let them take care of your landscaping needs so you have more time to do what you enjoy.
1: Jacob Rollins Sons Construction is a family-owned business that does many types of masonry work at your home, business, or property. From chimneys, fireplaces, brick steps, block work, outdoor kitchens, veneer work, and other applications, they take care of whatever you need done and are known for their craftsmanship and the quality of their product. So give Tony a call at 401 744 4864 and see why more customers trust Jacob Rollins Sons Construction.
2: Do you need a scratch or dent taken out of the body of your car? Visit Cody Auto Body in North Smithfield. It is located right next to Little General at 716 St. Paul Street, and with their state-of-the-art equipment and DuPont paints, owner Mike Cody will take care of all your needs. Give them a call today at 401-762-2883, or go in and talk to Mike directly. He has taken care of my car for years, and I've never once been disappointed. You can visit their page on Yelp to get more information. And we are back here with the Shot Chat, Chat Radio Show on WNRI. Now, I want to move to the Cincinnati Bengals because what they've been able to put together has blown my mind. And I, I can't believe they're here. I can't believe they've survived long enough to get to the AFC Championship game. I mean, you look at their path, and it makes a little bit of sense. They didn't have to come across a team like the Bills or the Chiefs. But either way, that's not to take away from what they've been able to do. And how big it is for this franchise. Now, Joe Burrow has truly been amazing. And it's pretty incredible what he's able to overcome when you look at the flaws in this Cincinnati Bengals roster. I mean, the offensive line, as much as they have two guys that rate well uh, with uh, the pro football focus, that is not a good offensive line at all. And the last game showed that. Joe Burrow was sacked nine times, nine times last game. And he found a way to win the game. I mean, that's truly incredible when you think about what kind of impact that usually has on a quarterback. When somebody gets sacked nine times back there in that pocket, they're usually not looking very good. And they're not able to kind of recover from the fact that every time they drop back, they're getting sacked. Or they feel the pressure and they know it's there. I mean that usually has a pretty profound effect on a quarterback. And for Joe Burrow, As much as, yeah, it's a struggle he's got to overcome, he seems to continue to overcome it. And against the Raiders, I thought their offensive line held up a lot better than I thought they were going to. But yesterday, it was kind of the same, or two days ago, I should say, it was the same old story with this Bengals roster. Their offensive line let them down. Now, what was weird to me was this Bengals defense really isn't great. I mean, not a lot of big names, uh, not a great ranking when you think about the overall season as a whole. But they came away with three interceptions. And that brings me to Ryan Tannehill. Because Ryan Tannehill was not good at all in this game. He was brutal. I mean, let's be honest about what we saw. I mean, I came out here thinking that Tennessee would win the game. A number one overall seed. They got it at home. They're playing a young quarterback with a young coach. Thinking the veteran aspect of this having a good coach in Tennessee with Mike Vrabel should allow them to win this game but I'm not shocked they lost but I am shocked how they lost the game I mean Ryan Tannehill it's one of those rare cases where you really can look at one guy and say man he was a big impact on his team losing the game here I mean The defense did their job. Like I said, nine sacks from this Tennessee defense, 19 points allowed. That's really not bad. Uh, They were able to hold up in a lot of different situations. Derrick Henry was good for a guy coming off major injury. He had a touchdown. A.J. Brown was out there doing his job. He had 142 reception yards. Julio Jones even added in 62 yards. I mean, this was a pretty darn good day for a lot of these weapons that the Tennessee Titans have. It was a good day for their defense. Ryan Tannehill did not do his job. I mean, to turn the ball over the way in which he did, the times in which he did. I mean, Tennessee, they get the ball straight out the gate. Come right out. First play of the game, interception by Ryan Tannehill. And then you think about the fact that they were able to get the ball back. All he had to do was get them in field goal range. In the last minutes of that game, he just needed to get them in field goal range. And he turned the ball over yet again with another interception. It was tough to watch. I mean, it was one of those situations, like I said, where you kind of look at one guy and say, man, you were, you're not the reason, but man, he was a major, major factor in the Titans not being able to pull out that game. And you have to wonder where they go from here because they gave Tannehill a contract. But you wonder, now you have to ask yourself, seriously sit there as Tennessee and look yourself in the mirror and say, can we win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill? Because if the answer is no, what are you doing? What are you doing at this point? What's the point of playing the game? Now, moving to Cincinnati, I mean, I just don't see Cincinnati being able to hang with the Chiefs. And I get it. You know, the the Bengals beat the Chiefs in the regular season a month ago. But I think this is a different beast. I think we're talking about, you know, the AFC championship game at Arrowhead Stadium. And the Chiefs look fantastic. They look like they are back. Patrick Mahomes looks like he is back, revitalized. I think Kansas City wins big because I think Cincinnati's roster flaws come to the surface here. Like I said, bad offensive line, not a good defense, and their offense has to put up a ton of points usually to overcome that. Hasn't been the case really in these playoffs, but man, an incredibly impressive, se- imp- an incredibly impressive season regardless for the Bengals. I mean, I think there is a slight path to victory for the Bengals if they can just match I mean, it's going to have to look kind of similar to the Bills, which is tough to believe that they would be able to put up that kind of a fight here. I mean, the Bills were unbelievable. We'll get to that game in a little while, or in a little bit, I should say. But, man, the Bengals are going to have to win a shootout here against the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game at Arrowhead. Wow, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey are all rolling and looking like they are revitalized because it's finally the playoffs and this is where they thrive. I mean, man, what what a game. What a season for the Bengals. But at the end of the day, I think there'll be an interesting addition atop to the AFC for many years alongside the Bills and Chiefs. But I'm just not sure that they'll be able to hang with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, here we go for a call. Welcome to Chat Chat. Uh, what's going on, man? It's Jamal. Hey, Jamal. How's it going? Oh,
0: man, it's
2: uh, unbelievably bad, but... I hear you. I can't imagine it's going too well. But, I mean, what a performance. I was going to get to that game in a little while, but we might as well get to it now because, man, I mean, Josh Allen was incredible. He did absolutely everything he possibly could have. Great performance by Gabriel Davis. But at the end of the day, it really came down to a coin flip.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I guess I'll say that I don't really want to, you know, play the coin flip rules. I yep. mean, I damn sure didn't want them to have the ball if you wanted, I, you know, so I'm not going to complain about the rules. Um, yeah, I'm open to changing the rules for sure. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't want it to be like college because I think the OT is ridiculous in college. It just, the game just keeps going on forever. I agree with you. Um, uh, I could probably do a little bit better than just coming down to a coin flip and all that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, 13th of you are 13 seconds away. I mean, come on now. I know we got spooked by the Tyreek near punt return touchdown and all that, but you got to squib it. You got to play some more aggressive defense. You got to do something. Um, you know, I like Leslie Fraser, but I know the consensus around the media is that probably got him out of a job doing you know letting that happen. Um, that's just inexcusable for the quote unquote number one ranked defense. it's um, so, like you know, coin flip or whatever, but you gotta you can't let that happen. The game should have been over
2: no i'm I'm totally with you i I thought the late game management w- was definitely tough to watch. I, I agree with the squib I mean that's at least going to take some seconds off the clock at least you'd think I thought it was really rough that i mean those might have been the two easiest throws Mahomes made all day in that final 13 seconds down the field. All of a sudden, Harrison Bucker got a chance. But, I mean, I'm totally with you. The, the late-game execution was was tough to watch because of the fact that Josh Allen had played so well. And let's be honest, I mean, he had that game won. I mean, he, he did what he needed to do to get a win in that game, and his defense ended up letting him down.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable for him. I mean, fourth and four, in fourth and 14, I mean, that's just like, that's not normal to convert that. Like, the K, especially on fourth and fourth, that game should have been over. Like, just a freak of nature. I just can't. The dude, Gabriel Davis runs an absolutely nasty route. I mean, just unbelievable. And then to the, come down again on 13 seconds, I mean, that's when I really thought the game was over. Um, and, yeah, he played, I mean, pr- pretty much perfect. Uh, you know, this definitely confirmed to me this is like, I mean, it's just Allen Mahomes and quite literally just kind of just everybody else. Um, you know, kind of, I mean, we seen very retire here and kind of what Rodgers did this weekend. Um, this definitely is the new Brady-Manning rivalry. Um, it's unfortunate because it looks like Josh Allen is definitely Manning in this. And it's going to, um, it may be a while. Um, we're going to have to catch up with some breaks. This game has to be played at Buffalo at some point if we have any chance of beating these guys.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I agree with the fact that it's going to go through these two guys now for the foreseeable future. I thought that that game, you may not want to hear this, but I thought that that game showed that eventually Josh Allen should win a Super Bowl here because he has that type of talent. He has that ability to will his team to victory, and it felt like he was going to. But at the end of the day, I'm with you. I mean, those are the two guys that this is going to run through. Uh, Right now, it seems as though, obviously, Mahomes and the Chiefs have the one leg up. But man, The Bills are right there, and and that's kind of got to be the most aggravating part about it. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's tough for—I know there's a lot of people out there kind of talking about, well, this is technically kind of a step back in a sense. It didn't feel that way for the Bills because of the way Josh Allen played, because of the way they showed up. I mean, but— it's just one of those things where now this, like you said, this is going to be the big game. This is the next kind of domino they need to fall. They need to overcome the Kansas City Chiefs at some point in the future.
0: Yeah, you know, the season was uh, definitely a failure. Um, absolutely. You know, it's, from now, I believe the expectation really much our Super Bowl bus a bust and there's our reasonable expectations. That um, was a failure, but they didn't sort of take a step back or regress in the that, you know, you know, it was, we had to get, I mean, it's really just the Chiefs. I mean, if we are being honest, you know, once they start, once these, both of these teams started going on, I know it was people trying to bury the Chiefs, including me early in the season, but it's really them getting past the Bills and us getting past the Chiefs. And, you know, I got respect for the Bengals. Joe Burrow, what he did on Saturday was incredible. I had no faith in that team. And, you know, nine sacks, whatever. We'll see what he does. Um, but those were really the main guys. That was probably for the Super Bowl. Uh, it's, you know, I'm pretty sure the Chiefs will win this game, if not, you know, quite, quite easily right here. Um, and so, you know, really, you got like this team, like they really are like about to be a, a dynasty. You got to look at it here, you know. Uh, they probably get the Super Bowl, you know, if they see the Rams or the 49ers. I mean, if, if they win again, you know, what, that's what, three straight Super Bowls, two of the last, I mean, if they're a dynasty. Um, you know, we thought, you know, Brady ended them later last year, but they are going to be legit be a dynasty. And so this is really the next, you know, next. Um, he, he's definitely on a, a, a GOAT path. Um, it's just it's incredible to see. He's awesome.
2: No, he absolutely is, and they are on the verge of becoming a dynasty. You think about, I mean, fourth straight AFC championship game. Like you said, this could be their third straight trip to the Super Bowl. I mean, man, it's it's sheer dominance, and it's becoming very clear that, I mean, this is the team to go through in the AFC. Now, I want to move a little bit towards what I was just talking about a little bit earlier with the Buccaneers and the Rams game. What were your thoughts kind of how that game ended up playing out and what you saw from the Rams, because I know the both of us were very hard on them in the regular season. And it really seems like they're starting to come around at the perfect time, but kind of break down what, what your thoughts were during that game.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're pulling up to, they're playing up their standards. Now they are definitely they They have a super team of talent minus Robert Woods, who's her and they are playing on like a super team basically. Um, you know, they had that game controlled pretty much. And then, you know, I saw it was because I, I was kind of listening to the game and someone watching me, I was kind of busy. Um, and then I saw, because they had first and goal the six, I think it was like, what was it, 20 to three? I'm like, oh my, like, this is just, just a nail in the coffin. I mean, is Brady going to really go out like this? And then I just see end of half I'm like, man, they failed four straight times? Like, man, Brady's going to come back on these boys. And lo and behold, I come into the game, fourth quarter, Brady has the ball driving down the field, ties up the game. I'm like, ah, they blew it. And then, they, I mean, I don't know how you let Cooper Cup get dang near a touchdown. I mean, that's just inexcusable defense. And they sold for Brady, man. Um... And so, you know, Matt Stafford and them, they're gonna have a chance to avenge their loss to Kyle Shanahan. I know Kyle Shanahan has like a crazy I think he has like one loss against um them, so you know, this is gonna be you know, a tough game. Um, you know, they tried their best to lose to to Clean Bay as well offensively anyway. Um and so this is gonna be a fun NFC championship game. It's gonna be fun to see something kinda new and fresh. Um, for once, you know, I like Brady, but you know, it's gonna be kinda kinda fun to see something new and fresh. Um and if this is if that was Brady's last game, um he went out swing, even with a honor, you know, better than Aaron Rodgers did.
2: No, absolutely. I now I wanna ask you about that. Do you kind of buy into this whole re- retirement talk and do you think Brady is going to retire?
0: I wasn't at first, but then I saw Shepard tweet it out and you know, from the buck sources and now, you know, I think it's you know kind of a possibility if he's not, you know, committing, you know, he's really kind of upbeating all that and whatnot. Um, you know, and he was kind of, you know, it just, it was kind of weird for the buff because he kind of almost, it just felt like they were just so, you know, having so much fun and he was just having so much, you know, a little bit of, you know, cockiness, if I don't really want to say that, but not, whatnot because he just had the super team of talent and whatnot and then, you know, it all got taken away, he was injured or whatnot and it, it became kind of a struggle. Uh, and not to say he didn't do well in it, he, he did, you know, you know, f- fine and then, you know, all people got injured it just seemed to be kind of fun to him and now all this stuff comes out that uh, he may just retire or whatnot. Um, it's a pretty sudden change of heart, um, but I gotta say, it's definitely a realistic chance. Since I see that I see a legitimate source tweeting about it, um, if hey, I mean, I think I see still the goat by far. He's gonna take a lot. Like, Mahomes you know, see what he does. He's he, he's making a case for himself now, but um, you know, he's definitely cemented himself. It's kind of Brady and everybody else.
2: Yeah, see, the funny thing about this whole Brady situation is, like you said, it it did kind of come out of nowhere, and it came with with such force. I mean, the rumors really started to ramp up, uh, I'd say, about a week ago or so. Now, my thing here is that I think we're not used to Brady actually mulling the idea of retirement. He's always been so dismissive and so sure that he's coming back that I think that this is maybe the first time he's actually considering it, but to me... I just can't see him going out after the, the caliber of the season that he had. It's going to be tough for the Bucks to return all of their guys, but I think they're still going to have a Super Bowl caliber roster when it's all said and done at the end of the offseason. So I just can't see him walking away, you know, unless barring their, them not being able to bring really any of these guys back that are up on contract.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I say definitely is probably leaning more towards him returning than him leaving. But I'm definitely—I mean, I'm definitely kind of a sixty-forty, fifty-fifty. You know, the he, he, you know—coming out from a legitimate source. He's kind of—you know—mulling over it. Um, you know, we'll definitely see what happens. Um, yeah, that's really all I gotta say, man. It's just—I'm kind of—it's really sixty-forty, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he did, and if, I wouldn't really be surprised if he wouldn't.
2: Understandable, understandable. Now let's move to the biggest surprise of the weekend, at least to me, and that was the 40 ers over the Packers. What are your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at this point?
0: Yeah, I mean, that was oh, incredibly damaging. I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing else you can hold on You know, Rodgers, you know, but the argument, you know, for years for him, you know, best throw the football, Some let's say, you know, if he was with a you know a certain coach, he would have a little more rings or defense or whatever. I mean, that's all been proven wrong within the last two years, man. I mean, he's had everything given to him, you know, great coach, excellent offensive line, best receiver on football, awesome running game the weapons haven't been, you know, all too great, you know, I get it. Um, but the defense has been, you know, remarkable. You've you messed up that. Um, I mean I mean Jimmy I mean Jimmy G was horrible. I mean the Packers' defense was lights out. I mean he could have I mean special team you couldn't messed up for them. But you could have scored more than ten points. Like come on now man. Um he's in the claim he in his you know prime cell as far as mobility goes as wise. Um, you know, so he kinda has to, you know and he's good playing from the pocket or whatnot as well but uh, you can see the pressure was kind of getting to him that he's not, you know, the same person to where he could kind of spin out of that and, you know, throw a laser downfield or whatnot. It's so a legacy wise. It was very damaging for him. Um, you know, based off, you know, the reactions you would see on Twitter. I mean, people were um, waiting for this man. They, he was not well liked. He was you no know, fault. Regardless of all the stuff he said this season uh, remo- on, you know, unapologetically and people could not wait to see this. And, you know, he, he knows he's not um, very, very well liked among the masses. So, uh, you know, we'll see what goes from here um definitely think he's going to different team um don't think he's going to retire um probably the a- afc team and that's, that's that's going to be fun to see
2: yeah, he is quirky enough to retire, but I I don't see that either. I just think that I mean, he if if I don't think Brady's going to retire, I definitely don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to retire, but I'm so on the same page with you here about kind of the legacy aspect of this and just it's a bad look on Aaron Rodgers and like you said, I mean, as much as the special teams made a huge mistake and and yes, that that's the type of mistake that loses you a game. I mean, 10 points? Like you said, I mean, you've got to be able to go out there and execute a lot more than than what we saw in that game, and and you think about kind of the weather was in their favor. They were at home. I mean that was Packer weather at Lambeau, and and somehow he's the San Francisco. About that all the
0: time about how he had to get this game at home, and he's had it at home for the. He's lost two straight home playoff games. Yeah, that's even more excuses gone.
2: One hundred percent, and and that's kind of like like you're saying. I mean the the factors were on his side. He absolutely should have won this game. You think about the build up to the season that he had in the off season, kind of all All the beefing he had with his own organization, almost saying that he wanted out. I mean, there was all of this to set up an exit the first time they played. It's not technically the first round, but man, it feels that way. And it's quite possibly, maybe not the worst, but it's feeling like a really bad ending here for him and the Green Bay Packers. And I agree with you. I think he's going to move on to another team. My guess is the Denver Broncos, but we're going to have to see.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking definitely an, definitely an AFC team like that as well, Denver. I know Pittsburgh has had some kind of rumbling there. Um, I know what the cap situation for the New Orleans Saints was, but I mean, I know Sean Payton's kind of looking to move on, but yeah, I maybe if we could get Aaron Rodgers with that, you know, Michael Thomas, that would be you know, quite a matchup right there. Um, but, yeah, it's not necessarily, you know, as bad as a football athlete. It's just the amount, of, the amount of talking that he did, you know, yep. leading up this has made, made it worse. You know, he's comparing himself to – he posted the Jordan and thing on Instagram Absolutely. and all that and the last dance stuff. And then you call it, like, that's really what makes it really bad. Seriously. That's why a lot of people are, you know – celebrating that loss, unfortunately.
2: And a lot of deflection. I mean, a lot of putting kind of their their shortcomings on other people, which put all the pressure on him this season. I mean, you thought about when he was calling general manager Jerry Krause, and, and that's that, that kind of was a big joke. I, I guess that was something that was going on before the season. So really, just all the pressure was on him that he put on himself and he just didn't live up to it in the end. So it's going to be really interesting to see where he goes. But like you're saying, you got to wonder how this affects his legacy kind of overall and with the Green Bay Packer fan base.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of like that because, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, um, ironic that he's kind of, you know, it's kind of like just like Brett Favre, you know, when he kind of, you know, started kind of unlike the one, like, mean. It's just ironic how similar, how similar they are late in their careers, uh, you know. Obviously, you know, I, I, again, I think Brett Favre is, you know, higher all-time in my opinion. You know, I know the interception and all that, but, you know, based off recent history, people may kind of reevaluate that. But, you know, it's kind of, you know, ironic just how, you know, polarizing of figures they both are towards the end of their careers, um, you know, just how history just comes around like that.
2: I think that's a really solid point. I mean, history repeating itself in a sense, because it does feel quite similar to kind of just both sides being tired of each other and going their separate ways eventually. Now, the 49ers are really an incredible story here. I wasn't even sure that they were going to make the playoffs. And then you see Kyle Shanahan, the brilliance of Kyle Shanahan to get them to where they are now. Some Things obviously had to fall right—a big blocked punt, like we were talking about uh, for the the Green Bay special teams. But the Niners were able to really win that game because of that. Now, do you think that they have a good chance here against the Rams, or do you, or do you think they're kind of the clear underdog in, in in this matchup?
0: Oh, absolutely. Given history, they got a clear chance against the Rams. I got to give—I was critical, Kyle Shanahan, still a little bit of his, you know, as a th- throwing offense anyway. Um, but again, just incredible coaching job he's done And a lot of people thought he may have kind of been on the hopsy. seat But again, look what he's done I mean, Super Bowl, you know, you missed the playoffs All the injuries last year Now you're right back in the NFC championship game Against a team you've done pretty darn well against um, He quite literally kind of owns them, honestly um, So they got more than a good enough chance To beat the Rams for sure um, You know, I know the Rams have been really hot lately Sean mcvay has been really hot lately um, again, though, they, 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 they didn't close that game the best last week. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan and them, they've always had a good, great plan for these Rams. Um, you know, they know each other, division rivals. This is going to be a great NFC Championship game.
2: Yeah, you know, what's interesting because when you look at kind of the factors on the football field, you to me, I think about the fact that... The Niners want to win kind of through the run They're they're really focused on that But then you look at the Rams And they've got a really good defensive line Guys that can really affect the run And Aaron Donald Von Miller So that's kind of something that's going to be tough to do And then you look at kind of the biggest weakness of the 49ers And that's really their secondary And then you got and a really explosive offense Here in the Rams Obviously guys at Cooper Cup and OBJ So it seems like the Rams have the really big Clear advantage here They're going to be at home But at the end of the day like you're saying, Kyle Shanahan is what is going to give the 49ers a chance in this game because of his continued success against this team. And that's got to give his team some confidence heading into this matchup, knowing that, you know, in a sense, their coach kind of has this team's number.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure either team offensively has a really great advantage. Uh, defensively, they probably, the Rams probably got a little bit more, um, like their secondary a little bit more. Um, but we know that, that Rams' offensive line, they could be had um, pass blocking for sure, especially against this great 49 his defensive front. It's going to be even tougher. And so I think it's definitely going to be a dogfight. I definitely would give defensively the edge to the Rams because their secondary is a bit better, um, and they still got a great front forward to go along with it, and they're playing up to the super team standards um, that they've been given. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would give the Rams probably a slight advantage. But offensively, I think it's going to be a kind, of, kind of a dogfight.
2: And what are your thoughts on the AFC championship game?
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll see. Uh, you know, I kind of, I don't want to, you know, sound too bad with Donald Um, I don't think you particularly have a chance, honestly. Um, you know, I know they had a, you know, you beat him in the regular season and all that, but, you know, Mahomes has really elevated his game, um, as he always does come playoff time. Uh, I have a very much and got to go an Arrowhead, so, I mean, I have a very hard time seeing you beat them there. Um, I have a very hard time seeing you beat them in general. Um, it's kind of Zach like Taylor's fault, too, because you tank the last... You take the last game of the season? Um, I believe if you win that that game is what Cincinnati. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if they have the tiebreaker right there. I think
2: they do. Yeah, I'm not positive no. either, but
0: yeah, because uh, I th- I think I'm pretty sure that game is Cincinnati. So I mean, probably shouldn't taken that game. Um, but you know, you are. I don't. I just don't think they have much of a chance against the Chiefs. Just too many weapons. Um, we saw it again just just last night. I mean, 42 points on the you know I'm getting on Travis, White's big. Um, You know, number one wing pass defense. Um, You know, their corners have been really impressive. They really impressed me in the first matchup. Um, But it's going to be really, 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 really tough. Um, The Chiefs defensive line is not going to make things easy. I know he just won a nine-sack game. Um, But I find it really hard to be able to play um, catch-up with the Kansas City Chiefs, which I assume they're going to have to play.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't co-sign everything you just said more. I mean, it's just one of those things where it feels like this is kind of, I mean, a great Cincinnati's a great story. They've had a heck of a year. But at the end of the day, it just feels like their roster flaws probably come to the surface here with that bad offensive line. Not the greatest defense, but like you said, they have played pretty well here in the playoffs. But, I mean, I liked what you said in the fact that Mahomes has elevated his game, and honestly, so has the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they've really been able to look like the kansas city chiefs all i mean all of a sudden here in the playoffs and they're just very high powered offense here they're getting their biggest stars involved and like you said obviously mahomes has really stepped up his game so it's just really tough to even see the Bengals being able to keep this one close but we'll see because they've really been a heck of a story all year
0: yeah i mean he played his best game today i mean if he played any other game besides what he played last night they lose the game um, and so one? I'm not even surprised that he elevated his game once again it kind of just feels like and I mean it's an accomplishment Joe Burrow's a really great quarterback um, don't get me wrong but it just kind of feels like you kind of just here by default kind of had kind of the easier path we kind of I mean we kind of kind of knew the AFC Championship game kind of last night yeah. um, it did feel like whoever won that was going to Super Bowl in my opinion kind of just here kind of still you just don't have to play you just don't have the you know the, the personnel to really uh, you know compete with
2: the Chiefs. definitely there's always some strange years kind of where the game that should be the afc championship game ends up being around before and all of a sudden a team is in the afc championship game that really doesn't feel like they should be there one year that comes to mind is when the jaguars ended up making the afc championship game so there are some some strange years i think this is one of those so i mean the Bengals have a chance just because of the fact that their offense is so explosive and Joe Burrow has played so well. But like you're saying, I mean, having to play catch-up against the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead seems like a recipe for disaster.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Steelers definitely had. I mean, they had their chance that year. I think the Jaguars were, I some mean, somewhat legitimate. I mean, they probably should have should have won, and you know, calls been made correctly in that game. Um, but yeah, you know, there's definitely been those years out there. Um, you know, over them all the best. Um, I mean, if this game is close, it'd be, it'd be good for me. You know, I got no stakes in this. I really don't care who gets this war, who really wins at this point. Um, since my pills are out, so I just hope we really for good games.
2: Yeah, I hear you. I, uh, same here. I'm I'm just hoping for kind of the highest-powered teams. I'm hoping for a Rams-Chief Super Bowl, but we're going to have to see how it plays out. Well, hey, Jamal, I really appreciate the call yet again, and I look forward to talking to you next week.
0: As always, man, thanks for having me on.
2: Have a good one. Time to pay a few bills, so hang tight with more Shat Chat with Bradley Shatraw on WNRI. It's springtime, the right time to get an upgrade to your home or how about that addition you've wanted. Print construction can help and all you need to do is call Scott Quinn at 401-996-3038 to set up an appointment to get the process started. Scott owns the small company manned by him and his son. They'll take care of any carpentry or construction needs you have, taking the utmost care and thoughtful professionalism to any project at a reasonable pricing to ensure your complete satisfaction. Call Scott Quinn this week at 401-996-3038 at Quinn Construction. Recent studies show germs have transmitted at self-service gas pumps. Don't put yourself at risk. Come to Murphy's Full Service Gas, where gasoline is pumped for you while you remain in the comfort of your car. At Murphy's, you pay the same low price whether you pay cash or credit. And free air for your tires for all our customers. Just look for the big green Murphy's sign on Social Street near the Diamond Hill Road intersection. Do you need a scratch or dent taken out of the body of your car? Visit Cody Auto Body in North Smithfield. It is located right next to Little General at 716 St. Paul Street, and with their state-of-the-art equipment and DuPont paints, owner Mike Cody will take care of all your needs. Give them a call today at 401-762-2883, or go in and talk to Mike directly. He has taken care of my car for years, and I've never once been disappointed. You can visit their page on Yelp to get more information. back with the Chat Chat Radio show here on WNRI just had a great call with Jamal Harris weekly caller Always has a lot of knowledge about football. Really always able to deep dive into the football games over the weekend. Sometimes talk about basketball, but man, another fun call. But the lines are still open. 401-766-1380 or 401-769-0600. Give me a call and let me know what you thought about the playoffs over the weekend. Four great games all coming down to the final possession. So somebody's out there, got to have some thoughts. But let's move to the game of the week. Me and Jamal touched on it a little bit here and there, but I want to deep dive into it. The Bills versus the Chiefs, because man, oh man, that was one of the best games I have seen in a long time. And Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, both went out there. What a duel. I mean, two of these, I mean, these quarterbacks... Are two of the best in the league, but man, did they show it last night. It was truly a masterclass of two guys who have the ability to carry their teams to victory, and it was really something to watch. Patrick Mahomes last night went for 378 yards. He had four total touchdowns, did not throw an interception. Josh Allen threw for 329 yards. He threw for four touchdowns and also had zero interceptions. No turnovers for the quarterbacks last night. And really what we did was watch the two top dogs in the AFC for a long time. Jamal said that and I I couldn't agree more. It's just these are the guys that you are going to have to go through if you want to make it to a Super Bowl out of the AFC. Josh Allen was amazing. I cannot say it enough. I mean, what he was able to do, the playmaking ability, I mean, the conversions on fourth down, his ability to make things happen with his feet, the arm strength, the ability to fit into tight windows. He was incredible, and he showed. I mean, he's a guy that can carry a team to a Super Bowl. It hasn't happened yet, but man, it's coming. Now, Mahomes... He had an answer to every punch. I mean, looking at him on the bench with 13 seconds left, I I didn't think there was any way. But he looked cool, calm, and collected. Looked like he knew exactly what he had to go out there and do. And he executed. Now, the Bills defense, 13 seconds left, that's inexcusable. You have to get off the field with a win in that situation. And like I said to Jamal, it seemed like the two easiest throws from Holmes all night were the ones... That, had thir- uh, that he made with 13 seconds remaining in that game moving up the field. I mean, it was just, it was tough to watch because at the end of the day, Josh Allen did every last possible thing he could have done to carry his team to a victory in that game. And somehow, some way, with 13 seconds left, the Chiefs found a way to get into field goal range and ended up sending it to overtime. But... It's it's tough because, like I said, there's just no way that you can trace that back to Josh Allen not playing well enough for his team to win because, man, he did. He did. But last night did show me everything I needed to see from the Kansas City Chiefs because Goliath is back. The Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. I said it. The Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. After what I watched last night, that is the exact Kansas City Chiefs that just seem like when they're at their pinnacle which that was last night they're just i mean the closest thing to unbeatable that you could see now i get it the Bengals beat them in the regular season the rams high-powered offense if they were to face them it'd be a real tough game but at the end of the day i thought that game last night cemented this is the chiefs we all know they're back Sometimes the regular season can get a little old for a team who's been to -to back-to-back Super Bowls in three straight AFC championship games. I mean, it makes sense why they had a little bit of a weird stretch in the regular season. And I'm not saying the simplistic mindset of, oh, well, they weren't focused or anything. But I am saying you don't really go into those games with the same intensity that you do in these ones. And it seems like... The Chiefs were building their way into this, and and they were trying to get their swagger back. And they did a few times getting here, but it was still a really bumpy ride to the playoffs. But at the end of the day, this is where they thrive. This is what they do. The Kansas City Chiefs execute in the playoffs, and that's why they're the team you have to beat if you want to make it to the Super Bowl in the AFC for the next decade. I mean, for the next decade, I expect them to be there barring any health situations or you know some cap situations that could happen with that Mahomes contract I doubt it but it it could happen but man they still are in the AFC championship game after such a strange regular season such a bumpy up and down year and the playoffs start and the Chiefs are the Chiefs yet again 84 points in two games Patrick Mahomes nine total touchdowns in those two games Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey have both had a touchdown in each game they've played in the playoffs so far. The Chiefs simply needed the playoff intensity again. It's where they thrive. As for the Bills, like I said, man, Josh Allen was amazing. Gabe Davis, how much more could you ask out of that guy? He had the night of his life in his biggest game of his life. And it's a tough one because it feels like they did everything they possibly could. It feels like they did the most they possibly could. All the way up until those final 13 seconds. The fourth down conversions were unbelievable to watch. They got a few big stops defensively to get Kansas City off the field. I mean, later on in that second half that they really needed to get and they got it. But man, they're right there. They're right there. And while they technically took a step back in a sense, it's tough for me to feel that way about this team. And I don't feel that way about this team. It may have been a failure, and I understand why Jamal Harris feels that way, because you should have the expectations of Super Bowl or bust. That's how good this team is. That's how good this team's quarterback is. They have the coaching. They check the boxes. The Bills right now, the only box they're looking to check now is a Super Bowl appearance. They have all of the other ones checked. This was just a tough loss, but in a sense it felt like, not a step forward, but it felt like they got some really positive things out of this, as much as you don't want to hear that right now if you're a Bills fan. Josh Allen was better in that game than he was last year. Much better. I mean, he was incredible. Like I've said, I I, I can't say that enough in this because I was blown away by how good he was, and I went into the game expecting him to be good. But it was just incredible how good he actually was. It's the 13 seconds here. That's That's really what it came down to. He did everything he could. And his defense just wasn't able to execute for 13 seconds. And I feel so similarly today as I did the Monday a few years ago after the Chiefs versus the Patriots. I believe that was in 2018. I mean, it was the Mahomes story. It was going to be his year. And he had to go through the Patriots because they were the top dogs in the AFC. And Patrick Mahomes played really well. I mean, he really went off. But that game goes to overtime and he didn't win the toss. The Chiefs simply did not win the toss. And it was it was a tough loss and and it felt like man, he did everything he could have to win that game but just didn't win the toss in overtime. But most people after that game knew we are going to see this guy in a Super Bowl one day. And that's really what it came down for Josh Allen. He didn't win the toss. But yesterday showed us we will see Josh Allen in a Super Bowl one day. And I truly believe that. Time to pay a few bills. So hang tight with more Chat Chat with Bradley Shatraw on WNRI.
1: Jacob Rollins Sons Construction is a family-owned business that does many types of masonry work at your home, business, or property. From chimneys, fireplaces, brick steps, block work, outdoor kitchens, veneer work, and other applications, they take care of whatever you need done and are known for their craftsmanship and the quality of their product. So give Tony a call at 401-744-4864 and see why more customers trust Jacob Rollins Sons Construction.
2: I mean, like I I said, it was really just one heck of a weekend for playoff football. I mean, you sat there on your edge of your seat pretty much the entire weekend. And all the games had had really different ways of getting to the final possession. You think about that Tennessee versus Bengals game. It was low scoring. It was ugly. Joe Burrow was getting sacked left and right. But Ryan Tannehill threw enough interceptions for his team, for the Bengals to overcome that and finally win the game. You think about the Rams and the Buccaneers, how it started such, you know, in a blowout fashion, the Rams looked like they were cruising their way to an NFC championship game and all of a sudden that game was tied 27-27 and the Rams had to make a last second drive. Uh, the, the Packers versus the 49ers It was snowing, it was Lambeau weather Rodgers had everything in his favor He should have won that football game And a blocked punt results in the 49ers Scoring a huge touchdown They're able to lead that game with a win And obviously the game we just talked about Bills versus Chiefs Just back and forth, back and forth Two of the most incredible quarterback performances We've seen all year Probably the best quarterback performances We've seen all year Definitely in the playoffs But what the stakes were I mean, the crowd, that was one incredible game and, and and two guys that we are going to see for a long, long time in this league. But when you think about Aaron Rodgers, to me, it's just such a horrible way of going out with the franchise that he's about to go out on. Because there's just no way Aaron Rodgers can go back to Green Bay after this year. There's just no way. I, I, I can't see it because of kind of the theatrics in the offseason, the way in which he beat with his own organization. He called the general manager, Jerry Krause. He, he, really a lot of deflecting, making it seem like nothing was his fault. And they ended up giving, what he, giving him what he wanted and finding a way to get him back in Green Bay. But then he goes out here, gets the number one overall seed, gets the bye, and at home loses to the seven seed in the NFC. And the 49ers are a pretty good football team, but they have some major flaws as a team that played really into Aaron Rodgers' favor. I mean, the fact that their secondary is really not good at all in San Francisco – should have allowed the best thrower of the football to find a way to win the game and score more than 10 points. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable to think about the fact that he is not in the NFC Championship this game, game this year after all of what led to this point. And I like Jamal's point about kind of how it's weird how history repeats itself and it feels a little bit about Brett Favre because I got to agree. I mean, it does. It feels... like they're at that point both sides are sick of each other Aaron Rodgers is sick of the Packers, Packers are sick of Aaron Rodgers, Packers fans are sick of Aaron Rodgers I mean I know a few Packers fans that really have not been too keen on the way in which they've gotten to this point and and the way in which Aaron Rodgers has made everything about himself and he created the storyline about himself now I think in his mind he was trying to expose the organization in a sense and it just didn't work out but now you have to wonder where does he go Where does Aaron Rodgers go? Because I also agree with what Jamal said earlier as well in the fact that he's probably going to go to the AFC. The Steelers are a very interesting option for him to go to, but I also think the Denver Broncos make all the sense in the world. Aaron Rodgers and John Elway pairing up to try and get one more Super Bowl apiece. I mean, you think about the weapons they have over there. They've got two good running backs. I'm not sure what the deal with Melvin Gordon is, but if he's leaving, Javonta Williams showed this year he can be a very good number one running back for the Denver Broncos. They have good wide receivers over there, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Then you look at the tight end in Noah Font. They had a good defense this year. Denver is one of those rare situations here in the NFL where the only thing they need now is a quarterback. And it just makes all the sense in the world for those two sides to pair up. I think that it would allow Aaron Rodgers to have another chance at a Super Bowl over the next few years. But we're going to have to see because I think Pittsburgh's an interesting option as well. At the end of the day, it's just one of those things where he set himself up and shot himself in the foot. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Had a lot of fun, and I will see everybody next week.
1: You've just experienced the newest trend in radio sports talk, Chat Chat with Bradley Shatraw. Tell your friends and fellow sports fans to tune in next Monday evening at 7 p.m. for the reason you listen to local radio. This is WNRI One Socket.